This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Brennan likes this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We Marking Out. Talk by pro wrestling fans. And we hope that you didn't party too hard celebrating our nation's 236th birthday, that you are not still drunk. To listen to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by pro wrestling fans, thank you, as we say every single week, everybody, all the new fans out there too, for listening to our weekly podcast. You can find all the back episodes on MarkingOut.com. You can also find shirts on MarkingOut.com that you can wear to the gym. And, you know, you can go up to people and say, hey, look, I'm wearing my Marking Out shirt. I listen to these guys. They're pretty awesome. You can find pictures. You can find uh, our logos by our broski at B-Wing411. Great pictures uh, done by our awesome brosket at uh, Victoria at Ring Flash Photography. Sorry about that one. Uh, our music provided to us by Ring Rope Rebellion. You can go to ringroperebellion.com and also iTunes and find all of their songs there. We have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash out. Continue the big pro wrestling discussion there. We apologize if we've been the lack of tweeting this week. You know, we've been all gung-ho about celebrating America and freedom and all that good stuff. Uh, we have Twitter, twitter.com slash out. We live tweet during Raw, sometimes during SmackDown, sometimes during Impact, sometimes during pay-per-views, sometimes randomly drunk in the middle of the night. So yeah, my name is uh, Chris. Thank you very much for listening. You can find me on Twitter at ChrisSweenDog if you want to talk to me about everything else going on in professional wrestling or if you want to call me out for using my PlayStation as for Netflix. <laughs> S&D on that one. But anyway, I am here. We're not here with Dave today. Um, unfortunately, over the 4th of July midweekend, Dave was caught coming back from Pennsylvania with fireworks, and he is in an undisclosed location right now and will not be making an appearance this week. He's got a couple of legal problems to deal with and also, too, with the his past... Um, his past, um, you know, drunking... It's so stupid. Like, you think he would, like... Like, like... I'm like I have no words. Yeah, neither of us really have words. And as you can hear, I am here with Brandon. What the fuck was that? What? I just had a big like. Ding. Yeah, a big ding. I heard it. Okay. Well, everybody <laughs> else is gonna hear it too. But we're. But here. I didn't hear it in my headphones. I heard it on your end. Yeah, because you could probably hear it from me. Anyway, yes, we're here with Brandon as well. Brandon, how you doing? I'm doing awesome as always. You had a great. Uh great july 4th i'm hearing vacuum cleaners are you yeah i'm hearing vacuum cleaners as well <laughs> i put a fucking towel by the door too i feel like i'm in college yeah shit shit you can find brandon on twitter at bttg161 how'd you enjoy freedom fest also brandon uh it was actually fucking amazing yeah no, i wouldn't say amazing but it was fucking it was hot as hell it was humid as fuck everyone was there drinking and everyone was there smoking cigars all all the women were smoking cigars. I've never seen that. It was the funniest thing. And then all the people, all the people line dancing. Like everyone knows how to line dance. Apparently, like they just walk into their seats and someone starts line dancing. Oh, let's line dance. Let's join in line dance. Yeah, I heard Dave was line dancing. Dave was trying to line dance by some. He was learning from some some dude. And, and, and apparently, he knew this dude. 
Uh, well, okay, that's another thing. Well, I don't know. The first time he was line dancing from someone who teaches line dancing, I think, at Maddie T's on, in uh, Deer Park. Okay. And then he ran into some old college buddies from Oneonta, big state of Oneonta, SUNY school, whatever. And I watched them hug. It was weird. And hug and brother, <laughs> yeah. Great. All right. So let's get on to the WWE, some sports entertainment here. And as we've been doing, and as has been getting over recently, is the goods and the bads of the WWE. Uh, let's start SmackDown from last Friday. Uh, I think one of the good things for all of, for both of us, I was going to say all of us, Dave is in here. Rest in peace. Don't say that. That's not... <laughs> Uh, the goods were the Money in the Bank qualifying matches. We had four guys qualify last week for Money in the Bank. Uh, the Money in the Bank match for the WWE, uh, the World Heavyweight title. Is it weird? Is it, it they're just going back? They used to go by just they're both Money in the Bank matches. Now they're going by the World Heavyweight title contract Money in the Bank briefcase or the WWE contract Money in the Bank briefcase. I, I think they're doing that because Raw is now... Is blurred. The lines are blurred. Yeah, because it's Super Show, so they can't ne- they can't necessarily just have a red and blue case, even though that's what they'll probably have. But. Yeah, well, yeah, because I think they showed it on SmackDown on Tuesday, which we'll get into in a little bit. But you had Damian Sandow going over Zack Ryder. As much as we are uh, be, uh, being upset about that, I like it. It's a good way to kind of push him into that main event role. It's interesting. I just I don't see him. Being victorious, Damian Sandow. No, but they they kind of you know they're really working very hard in pushing him into that like you know upper mid card state. That you know, and also too we saw kind of saw that feud starting last week on SmackDown with them kind of getting at each other. Um, Santino, which I thought this was odd. Santino Morella and Christian qualifying by going over David Otunga and Cody Rhodes in a tag match. Have we ever seen yeah. this before? I don't recall. But it's like, I guess they were just getting them both done with. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely, trying to get these guys in. Uh, Tensai going over Justin Gabriel, which, you know, if you saw the, the pairing for that, it was pretty much predicted. That's bullshit, though. Like, what the fuck? I know, but you need that big guy in the, in the match. I really, honestly, it's not a match for big guys. I don't, that's why I don't like the, the WWE Championship one, but and the fact that it's only four dudes, but you know that's neither here nor there. I think the I think the happiest I think out of all the five, four or five people five people I'm sorry I said four that qualified was Tyson Kidd going over Jack yes. Swagger, which I think we're all very elated about. And that was a great fucking match too. Yeah, it was very good. I was very surprised by Jack Swagger. Yeah, and the I'm, fact assuming, I'm assuming it was Tyson Kidd making him look better than. I normally see Jack Swagger. I know, but we see Tyson Kidd make a lot of people look good, not just... Tyson, um, look, I don't understand. WWE, I hope WWE does something, like, long-term with him because he's just fucking... He's all-around greatness. Yeah, is that, he's... Is that a weird thing to say? All-around greatness? I mean, there was probably a better, you know, way to phrase that in the English language. Yeah, I mean, uh, he is. <laughs> He's great. He's fucking awesome. Yeah, he's 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 quite good. But do you think this maybe could be the push for Tyson Kidd? Well, who knows? I mean, I'm hoping. I'm pulling for him in this match. Fuck that. Yeah. No. I so am I. So am I. Um, no, more goods. The main event, the triple threat match: Sheamus going over Dolph Ziggler and Alberto Del Rio, which is just a wild match, all all in all. Just 
a lot of bro kicks, a lot of you thinking Dolph Ziggler is going to win, you thinking Alberto Del Rio is going to win, but in the end, Sheamus retains the title on SmackDown, which I thought was good. Um, surprisingly good was the opening Divas contest between AJ and Layla, which I was very, very impressed with. And if this is a sign of the future to come in the WWE, seeing as a lot of people are leaving, Kelly Kelly apparently is leaving the company, Maxine apparently last week quit the WWE because she wasn't liking her position. I'm disappointed in that. Yeah, so I think think she had potential. Yeah, definitely. But, you know, you you can't... I don't know. But onto bigger and better things. Yeah, like porn. (laughs) No, but and then you, you really didn't have any much bads on SmackDown. I mean, the only thing that you say would be a bad would be the Rybok, Ry, Rybok, Ryback squash. But I don't say want to say that's a bad. I want to say that more. It's just the same th- weekly thing over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. That's I was all. gonna say the only thing bad we could say is that Kali might have been on. Yeah, Kali. Well, <laughs> no. Well, they set it up for Smack the Great yeah. American Bash on Tuesday. Was, yeah. That it's gonna be Kali and Layla against Antonio Cesaro, and so I guess you could say that is a bad. Oksana. Yeah, Oksana. Alrighty. So that was SmackDown from last week. Glad to see the money in the bank. The people are getting. Brandon's like giving me like kissy faces over the Skype right now. Uh, let's get on. Oh, let's get on to Monday Night Raw. A lot of goods coming from this one. Uh, let's start off good with the opening promo. No, I'm not. I'm just just. What? Yes. Let's do that. What? Nothing. Um, let's get on to Monday Night Raw. Um, the goods, as I said, was the opening with the Cena promo. Cena. You know, coming out, talking how he's never been in Money in the Bank before, getting cut off by Daniel Bryan just yesing. Then Daniel Bryan getting cut off by CM Punk, telling everybody about yesing. And then you have Chris Jericho coming out and just putting all of his catchphrases on the table. Was it weird that Cena came out with entrance music and Daniel Bryan and CM Punk didn't and then Jericho did? It was weird. I thought it was fu- I thought it was more, more fuck-ups because as you saw, like, the, the beginning of Monday Night Raw was all fucked up. Was all like, I think, I think I don't understand what the fuck they're doing with that, with with the the openings of Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't. I'm not. It happened last week. I don't know what U.S. It's it has to be USA Network that's doing it. Yeah, or it could be like you know maybe the the satellite feed or whatever they're getting from just messing up or whatnot. Um, Two quite, in a row. I don't know. I have a question. I have a, I have a question. Chris Jericho, like the way that he cut that promo Monday night, like dropping all of his catchphrases and everything like that. Do you think he's a face or you think he's a heel? Do you think he's a tweener? Like, I think it's safe to say he's a heel. Do you think he's a face? I think he's more of I think he's more of a tweener. I don't think it's he's a face. it's weird. Like it, it's it is weird because Kane, I could see going both ways. Yeah, I could see like, Kane. Kane to me is is both is uh, right in between. But it's weird because like they're they do more heel stuff than they do face. So I, that's like it's like a very low, very low. I don't know, Brandon. You're uh... tweener, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Like maybe right, right above the. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. I th- I don't know. It's it because they. I mean, they are heels. Mm-hmm. I agree. I I agree. But I I just feel like he's got more like since he came back after his suspension, he's becoming like more funny and jokingly and stuff like that. I think it's because 
WWE somewhat realizing that they have this cash cow of Daniel Bryan and his catchphrase and Chris Jericho probably one of the king of catchphrases yeah and as he spoke about on Monday Night Raw uh, more good speaking of promos Paul Heyman's promo apparently Brock Lesnar was supposed to come out and accept Triple H's challenge but Paul Heyman live via satellite told us that Brock is going to be making his decision at the 1000th episode of Monday Night Raw calling out Triple H saying that this is his way out so he can go be the father and the husband and this isn't going to be a match at SummerSlam it's going to be more of a mercy killing it'll be Brock Lesnar Brock what? beating the shit out of Shawn Michaels on the thousand Brock Lesnar beating the shit out of Shawn Michaels Wait, when, you, then, when DX comes out and then Brock Lesnar's just going to fuck everybody up yeah and then saying yes or some shit Bro- oh okay and I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny before the the promo with Paul Heyman, how he was getting mic'd up, and that look that he was just like, oh, fucking, he was just grilling down. He the, just had uh, on his face. It was like, it was so creepy looking. Yeah, he looked like he was like cracked out or like high on something. He's just like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Hopefully, he can. Uh, it's like Paul. What I want you to do is stare into this corner. <laughs> This is so weird. Uh, yeah, it was. It was pretty weird. Uh, more goods. You had a nice mixed tag team match with AJ and Sheamus against Dolph Ziggler and Vicky. AJ getting a win and just yesing her way off the ramp. She's really – she plays this character so fucking well. She is. Honestly, it's it's great. And, like, continuing on with the Eve, especially, too – I mean, getting on with, with AJ, with Eve, too, that promo they had backstage where she just grilled her. Yeah, just made fun of her for like you know trying to get everybody's attention and everything like that, which was yeah. good. Keeping on with more goods of AJ too. After the uh, main event tag team match between Punk and Cena versus Daniel Bryan and Y2J, AJ getting involved. It looks like she was going to commit suicide by jumping up the top rope through a table. And, <laughs> and for a girl that like size, yeah, and for a girl that size though, that could that could seriously g- give some bodily harm, which would could it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She could break something. She would definitely break something. But AJ giving uh, CM Punk is what I like to call the kiss of death and throwing him through a table. And then Daniel Bryan just conveniently down there and him him getting thrown through that table as well. How did he get thrown through that table? Because who? <laughs> Daniel Bryan. Because he was down on the bottom. Like right in front of the table, saying, "You know, AJ, don't jump, don't jump." And then right. So what? Like CM Punk? Like well, yeah, CM, CM Punk f- fell on him and put him through a table. I liked I liked that. So did I. I thought it was different. Sure. And then she's just yeah. stayed, and then she's on just on the top rope yessing more. Just, yeah. I didn't think for one second she was putting herself through the fucking table. No, neither did I. I didn't but I didn't know how she would someone else would go through the table. Like would Kane come yeah. out of nowhere and choke slam him? Yeah. Um we've had the um the all these past superstars coming out and talking about you know, Raw 1000 bringing back all these past superstars and Heath Slater being a big part of that. And he's been doing a good job with it. I mean, last week yeah. sucked because it was Sid. Fuck yeah. Sid. But, I, honestly, I think Heath Slater is doing a great job with this. I know. Now he's trying to, like, get him to self the trend to be the next U.S. champ. Listen, bro. Yeah, I don't think so. There's somebody that still hasn't got their uh, rematch yet. So, they're deserving rematch. So, wait in line there, pal. But anyway, Heath Slater, you know, saying that he's not a clown and then being, uh, Introduced to Doink, the clown, which I thought was interesting. Happy as soon as as soon as he came out with his fucking mouth open, I was like, "Oh, look at that! It's the Brooklyn Brawler." <laughs> but why? I, like, why wouldn't they use the real Doink? 
Why? Because he's a fucking dick. I, I've never had any sort of experiences with him before. You didn't see that shit on fucking YouTube with him and Hacksaw Jim Duggan at an indie show recently? No, no, no. Explain, explain. I haven't seen it. Sorry. It was born where I don't know what the fuck Matt Bourne versus Hacksaw Jim Duggan, and I think both of them were trying to call the match, and it eventually just turned into a fucking fist fight. Really? Yeah, I think it happened. I think it happened at PWS. There's, I think. Really? Maybe. I don't know. I'll have to look that up. Was there a pie in the face? No, there was no pie in the face. It was them fucking being idiots. <laughs> they looked like they looked like fucking idiots. They were fucking uh, like. I don't fucking know. He's an idiot. Both of them are idiots. That's all I got to say. I know. Well, well, it, the good thing about this was that Heath Slater got the win over Doink. But I think the better thing was that for we you, got – For me, you, at least. For me, yeah, was the fact that Diamond Dallas Page made his return to Monday Night Raw, which I thought was awesome. I was – like <clears throat> I think maybe I would have been more of a fan of it if – People didn't tweet to us beforehand. I don't know where the fuck these people get information from, but last week, who was the first person we saw? Sid. Vader. Okay. Oh, uh, Vader. Okay, I had no clue about Vader. I didn't either, but we had tweets coming in saying, oh, it's Vader. Then we had tweets last week, oh, it's it's um, it's Sid. And then this past Monday, oh, DDP, like, don't tweet that to us. Come on. Yeah. I don't want to. I want to be surprised. Well, I that was a, somebody like somebody tweeted out like, oh, I just talked to DDP and he's in Texas. I don't know why. I was like, fuck, come on. But yeah. Diamond Cutter looked good. He looked good. But, you know, it's like for me, I see him like every other day when I do my DDP yoga. So it's like I've <laughs> seen I've, I've been seeing DDP recently. So it, it, he looks good. And it's I liked funny. I liked how on uh, WWE.com they had they showed him like doing DDP yoga with Doink after the match. I thought that was funny. Really? I got to check that out. Yeah, it was funny. And then him talking about like you know being back on Monday Night Raw and stuff like that. It's funny. My my friend's home right now for like two weeks from Afghanistan, and he he was over watching. He he asked me what I was doing, and I was like, um, I got Raw on. If you want to come watch, he goes. He goes, no, I don't want to, but I will. <laughs> <laughs> he comes over and, and he, DDP does the diamond cutter. He goes, he goes. So what does everyone have that move? Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, well, there's different forms. And he goes in Stone Cold. I was like, yeah, it's a bit different. He goes, yeah, okay. Diamond cutter. Okay, it, it is different. Ace Crusher, yeah. RKO, whatever yeah. you want to call it. So that was good. I want to see who they're gonna bring in next week. Next week's what nine ninety eight. I believe so okay so we'll see who they bring in next week for episode 998 I'm hoping it's someone like Max Moon or someone like really obscure yeah maybe yeah oh also we can mention that that was Heath Slater's first like victory over one of the past guests yeah that's what I that's what I said because he lost to Vader he lost to Sid oh you did say that yeah my bad. I'm in my own world. I know. What do you think Dave would have said? <laughs> You're not paying attention. Yeah. yeah. Dave's in the emergency mah, room. Mah, mah. Yeah. Dave's in the Wait. emergency room and now getting his hand fixed after getting blown off of fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> we'll says, never tell you. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Um, do we have any more goods? Kane versus Big Show. No, no DQ match. For two big guys, I thought that was very well done. You know, it was funny because somebody said... Somebody tweeted to us saying that that the Markies that could be a domination for the Marquee year for worst match. Really? 
Yeah. Really? I'm 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 surprised at that. I thought it was great. I I don't know. I I missed it because I went out to I went out the room for one second and it was over. No, I thought it was really good. Oh, excuse me for a second. Oh, good. But oh, by, by the way, it was it was PWS in 2010. Oh, okay. And Matt Bourne. Was it Matt Bourne doink? Yeah, it was Matt Bourne. I it was Matt Bourne like was he the TV clown? No. No, well Matt Bourne he has fucking he dyes his hair green. He puts on a very very light shade of white fucking face paint. Maybe he touches some shit to his eyes. I don't fucking know. Can we put a picture of Matt Bourne up as the picture of the week this week? Oh, he looks like an I don't know. He looks fucking depressing. <laughs> so can we please put that up? <laughs> <laughs> depressing TV clowns. Huh. No, like he looks even more depressing because he used to be a clown. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like what Krusty is. Yeah. All right, but anyway, I thought it was a good match. Choked the choke slam on the chair looked good. The spear with the chair wedged between them, and the Big Show going over Kane, who has been you know destructive since his uh, return with the mask back on. We've seen it's him do it. everything with Randy Orton, you know, now doing things with the Big Show and eight and Daniel Bryan and CM Punk. It's weird how it's like Big Show and Kane are just kind of fillers right now. Yeah. It's there's like not much that you could do with Big Show right now. Not much you do with Kane. I still don't know why Kane's not. Well, I don't know. That's weird because Kane is involved with the World Heavyweight Championship match or yep. the WWE Championship match, but he was in the feud with Daniel Bryan and CM Punk and just gets randomly thrown in. You mean thrown out? Thank. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess because he's a former world heavyweight champion. Yeah. No, he's a former WWE champion, too, for 24 hours. That's true. Yeah, so that's why he gets thrown into that. All righty, uh, one last good before we touch on the bads for Monday Night Raw. Uh, Tyson Kidd getting a big win over Tensai. Which you, don't think that, you don't think that was a squash match? That wasn't a squash match. That was just the unpredictability of wrestling. It was like a one-minute match where he fucking rolled him up in one, two, three. Yeah, and he got the win. That was like a that's what's a squash match? No, he didn't. He didn't have like. Excuse me, I'm, I'm so sorry. I could just keep yawning all morning. Um, the squash match is something to me where they just have complete and utter control of the entire match. Like, look when they brought in Lord Tensai, he was just destroying people every single match. This yeah. was just like that predictable, predictable, like, like the one, two, three kid going over uh, Razor Ramon. That's who I want them to bring back. Okay. That's so who should, they should Ramon? come back. What? Razor Ramon. No, they should bring back one, two, three kid. Yeah, I said that last two weeks ago or three weeks ago. Yeah, because next week he can be like, oh yeah, I rolled up uh, Doink the Clown one, two, three, and I won, and they're bringing the one, two, three kid. Be great. That would be awesome because we've seen him in the fucking. Current as one two three kid and he looks awesome. Yeah, yeah, he looked amazing. Although I think I seen him recently and he got fat again. But yeah, well maybe he's not wrestling. Yeah, I don't know. All right, well whatever. Okay, no. So squash match is complete and utter control of a match. This was yeah like that one two three kid uh, predicament style. That's how we get on one two three kid. Okay. Shit. So you agree with me on that one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I see that? Yeah. Sweet. All right. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Now let's get on to the bads. I guess uh, Laura Tensai took that attack way too seriously because he attacked Tyson Kidd backstage. Did he attack Sakamoto in the ring too? Yeah, he attacked Sakamoto in the ring as well. 
And next week, Sakamoto will be right by his side, attached at the hip. Yeah, well, you know, that's his, his, that's his, that's his, or whatever it is. His loyalty to, uh, Lord Tensai. But I, but I, you know, I want to call that a good too, because when was the last time you saw someone get attacked backstage? Uh, maybe recently. Oh, yeah, with Epico and Primo and... Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, you should say Low Carter. Low Carter. Low Carter. Low Carter, yeah. I don't know why I keep saying Low Carter. Yeah. (laughs) Low Card superstars because, like, we've seen John Cena, Big Show. Yeah. All right. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Um, One more other bad that I didn't like was that eight-man tag match between the primetime players David Otunga and Cody Rhodes versus Kofi, Truth, Christian, and Santito. It just—it was too many superstars. It was too many clashing feuds and stuff like that. And then Brodus Clay comes out, too, and, like, gets everybody in the ring to dance. As much as I wanted to like that match, it was just too much going on. Like, the crowd was just not behind it. Yeah. It was just like... It was, just, it was it was a lot, and the fact that they threw Brodus Clay in there too, it was just like, yeah. So, for, I mean, some, for some reason, I'm just thinking the Usos were in that match, and they weren't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I think that. That's All so right, weird. so I guess you say the goods outweigh the bads on Monday Night Raw. Um, you know, one thing one thing I want to touch on that wasn't either good nor bad was Alberto Del Rio versus Sin Cara, which wasn't even really match. It was just Alberto Del Rio beating the shit out of Sin Cara. And, you know, kicking him in the head, giving him the cross arm breaker, which has led to a lot of people to believe that he's, Sin Cara could be in trouble again. I think this could I think this could lead to something where Rey Mysterio comes back to defend the honor of Mexico. OK. And apparently he's good to go. He's like cleared to wrestle. Yeah. So, so that should be good. Oh, Wade Barrett's going to be next. Do you think Wade Barrett's going to be next? Do you think Wade Barrett will be the... No, for, for the money in the bank. You, maybe. <laughs> you, hey, apparently, apparently he's good to go too. But, you know, since we're talking about money in the bank, let's go on to uh, Super SmackDown Live, the Great American Bash. Good things. Cody Rhodes and Dolph Ziggler both qualify. Uh, as you saw last week, if you were paying attention to Twitter and stuff like that, apparently Cody Rhodes was going to stop tweeting and file an injunction against the board of directors because he wasn't pinned in that Money in the Bank qualifying match. But good to see Cody Rhodes and good to see Dolph Ziggler both get into Money in the Bank. But as you were saying, Wade Barrett maybe could be that eighth person. I could see that. Which then, is, I don't know. I don't want him to win it. No? Who do you want to win? Okay, out of the seven guys that we have in there now, who do you want? Tyson Kidd. <laughs> well, I want Tyson Kidd. Who do I see more realistically winning is Dolph Ziggler or Cody Rhodes? Yeah, so do I. I think more Cody Rhodes. But then again, they could just, they could just give us a total fucking up in the air. Give us ten sides to win, and that'd be interesting too. But, but do you I think he would that. actually win that? I, who the fuck know? I mean, they wanted to push him. I don't know as champion. Who knows? Yeah, oh, jeez. But, you know, we got one more week. You know, hopefully it won't be seven. Hopefully there will be an eighth person. Uh, more goods. Ryback actually getting some legitimate competition this week, facing off against Kurt Hawkins. I like, how the, I like the promo prior to that where Rex was talking it up, saying, oh, my buddy and I, we did a – he thinks he could beat Ryback. And just basically like laughing at Hawkins. Yeah. So we did a coin flip and Hawkins Hawkins lost. Yeah, but did you see um the backstage fallout from that? 
see that on, yeah on uh on wednesday or wednesday or thursday i forget it was i apologize but like hawk like hawkins was backstage in like the medical uh you know the medical pavilion and rex is still laughing at him <laughs> and you know it was it was comical it was good but i don't think this ryback feud between this tag team is over because i think hopefully next week yeah next week should be rex yeah and then when he can't beat him then the two week, two weeks after that it should be ryback versus hawkins and rex yeah, because that will give you know Hawkins and Rex some TV time, and then it will also give Ryback some more competi- competition. Legitimate competition Le- too. Legitimate competition is the key. Not word. to say Johnny Silver and Danny aren't legitimate. Dude, but. they were the most legitimate competition out of everybody, <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, all right, so we had it was the Great American Bash, and you had the Great American Bash Battle Royale. As Teddy Long liked to say, 20 men in there. Whoever won got to be the uh, GM of SmackDown for next week. And I think we all marked the fuck out for this one. Zack Ryder winning the Battle Royal. Zack Ryder is the special guest GM for SmackDown next week, which I'm pretty excited about. Brandon's so excited, he's shaking. Yeah, right? That's the tweet that made on WWE.com for Raw. What? That uh, I tweeted out saying Zack Ryder should win that to be the GM or something. Okay. And that so, was our Monday yeah, night. And, and you know what? They probably uh, probably listened to us on that one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, last change. This this guy this guy tweeted to us during Raw. Let's change it. Yeah. Fuck. It was supposed to be John Cena, but we're going to change it. Um, I'm happy. That was, that was interesting. I have to say that. That John Cena and Upper, like upper fucking main eventers were in that match too yeah. like that was but like you know to, to storyline wise you saw CM Punk and Daniel Bryan eliminate each other you saw you know Kane at a big uh, big show eliminate Kane no you saw Kane eliminate the big show correct no John, uh, uh, John Cena get eliminated by the big show you saw those guys keeping those storylines but also yeah. too like the Great American Bash itself for me was more of uh, like writer's redemption because you saw in those backstage vignettes and so, backstage yeah. promos and stuff like that, oh, yeah. him getting into a big fist fight with Damian Sandow going back to last week, then all throwing the big punch ball at Eve, which was great, <laughs> and everybody was behind him. So he kind of had an inkling that he was going to win. And also, too, in the fashion that he won, which is great because it's just like last person he's in the ring with is Kane. Kane ruined 2012 for him, and now he finally gets the redemption, the rider redemption, as I'm calling it. Yeah. See, if I was on the writing team, I would have pitched for John Cena, Kane, and Ryder to be the last three, where John Cena would have stepped out or something, uh-huh. giving it to Ryder, basically. But then that would have made Ryder look weaker, so... Mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm not on the riding team as of now. Yeah. Well, this is great because it made him look good. And yeah. hopefully this is the restart to the rider revolution next week on SmackDown. Which I really I, I really like the backstage promos where like everyone's like they were chanting Ryder's name and Yeah, shit. well just all those those that whole crowd that whole crowd was behind him. It was ridiculous. That was awesome. Yeah, those 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 backstage those backstage segments at like that the the, the Great American Bash party were great. I thought they were fun to watch. You know, the the opening segment with Kane Kane lighting the barbecue up, I thought it was good. Everybody getting I, down to I the feel, Funkasaurus. I feel like we've seen Kane do that with the barbecue before. We probably have. I'm not sure if we have, but I, I, I always enjoy their summer backstage segments. Yeah, I thought it was good. And the fact I that wish, I wish it was an outside fucking event, not not inside the parking lot. Yeah. 
Yeah, I like the fact that like when when uh, when Zach got in there, he's like he's like I could be the DJ. I got Backstreet Boys in sync, Justin Bieber. I was like I was like, yep, he definitely and then, does. And then, some, and then Funkasaurus music plays. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> you got that too. Um, this is, who do you think looked the best in their bikini? Uh, probably Caitlyn. Really? I was thinking Natalia. She looks pretty good. Not gonna lie. That was a, a very awkward bikini. I know, but it looked good on her. I was, I was like, wow. I'm like, damn, Natalia. All right, good. Yeah. All right. Now, speaking of good bikinis, let's get on to the bads. Um, first of all, that opening segment with Alberto Del Rio asking people for their green cards was fucking terrible. Yeah, I thought I that was just racist as hell. Um, th- and then you have the the guy, that one guy there that they asked, who is a plant? Yeah, Mister John Cena shirt over here. Yeah, Mr. hey, we'll give you a John Cena shirt. Just say this, and saying that they're not in Arizona and they're in Texas. That was a good. I mean, that was the the best part of it because a it was a rib on Arizona. Yeah, obviously, yeah. And also too, just to get the crowd to pop that they're in Texas. But overall, it was just it was just bad. It was awkward. I wasn't that big of a fan of it just because of the awkwardness of it. Yeah, it was very like. Ugh. Yeah, I was just like, "Why really?" Like it, it, JBL did it, and JBL did it good. That's true. Yeah, so d- don't try to imitate that. Rob um, Lesnar did it too, as well. Really? I believe. Yeah, when he did that whole uh, when he was shooting with Eddie Guerrero, he threw like the whole mariachi band party and shit. Or I think, yeah, he came out. He was dancing with mariachi. Who Brock Lesnar? I don't remember this. I think yeah, he had a fake sombrero. I not a fake sombrero. He had a real sombrero and a fake mustache. I think. Okay. If I remember, I don't know. I might be mixing shit up. But yeah, it, I'm almost certain that's what it is. People, if you're listening to this, you can write to us and see if I'm fucking wrong. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, other bads. We we alluded to it earlier, and we'll talk about it right now. Greg Holly and Layla versus Antonio and Oksana. It's just yeah. As Brandon dances over <laughs> here, it, it just it was so like. It was just a bad match. No, no, I don't think it was a bad match. It was a bad Kali. Yeah, well, that, but that's just a, that's a normal Kali. Everyone else in the match looked decent. Yeah. If I were to rank in order of who looked the best, it'd be Antonio, Layla, Oksana, Gray Kali. <laughs> no, the, no, the ref is definitely better than Gray Kali. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, I'll put that. And then, like the end, where Kali's like dancing, and like Layla's actually like getting down on it. Kyle Kali had no clue what to do. Like yeah. that, that in situations like that, by the way, that's a hundred percent me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like girls come up to dance with me. It's like that's like come on. Yeah, uh, but oh then, my. then I show up in the BLF. Yeah, then you show up the BLF and they just make their uh... <laughs> Don't say it. Yeah, Don't say I, it. I won't. <laughs> if you know that, if you know that finisher from uh, from uh, CCW, the panty dropper, that's what happens. Um... What other bads do we have in this bid? Oh, yeah. Okay, we had the um, the very patriotic six-man tag match with Santino, Slaughter, and Hacksaw versus Hunico, Camacho, McIntyre. I really don't want to put that in the bed. I don't want to put it in the bed. It's all, you know, it's always good to have that nostalgia, but it's just like you have your United States champion versus two guys that are stereotypical, me- uh, you know, stereotypical Mexicans and then the Scotsman. It's just <laughs> like, that's really- bad. Yeah, that is funny. It's funny, but it's bad. I mean, it's it's a way to get the crowd chanting USA. Yeah. It, it, I saw Jim Duggan was so over that night, too. Yeah. So, I mean, Slaughter really wasn't, but... Yeah, it was weird. And Slaughter got a, a very awkward uh, 
Cobra Clutch in there. And then at the end of the match, he was just standing on the other side of the apron. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. To each to each their own with that. But, you know, as we said with Raw, the goods kind of outweighed the bads, but the bads were pretty bad with SmackDown. Uh, next week, we're very excited because we have uh, SmackDown GM Zack Ryder. WWE Zackdown. Yeah, so next week it's going to be WWE Zackdown. But who's going to be the GM for Raw? I don't know. It should be Zack Ryder, I'm telling you. That show, yeah. would, the ratings would go through the roof. But who, honestly, who could it be? Mike Adamley? Uh, fuck it. <laughs> I mean, they do want to do, it's one night thing, so who knows, they might end up being him. I'm That'd gonna... be fucking hilarious. He goes, he goes, now CM Punk versus Jeff Harvey. Wait, he's not here anymore? It's like some shit like that. Yeah. Or actually they find like a jobber named Jeff Harvey. Yeah, right. Ryback versus Jeff Harvey tonight. <laughs> That'd be a great way to get back at Adam Lee for the dumb shit he said. <laughs> but who else do we have, GM? Stephanie McMahon? It's Stephanie. It's Mike Adamla. Mike Adamla. It's Paul Heyman. It's Eric Bischoff, which Eric Bischoff's off. Yeah. There's Shawn Michaels. There's Sergeant Slaughter. There's uh, who am I looking for here? Ric Flair. I totally forgot about that. That would be awesome. There's, there's Jonathan Coachman. There's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, would Johnny Nitro count? No. No, I don't think so. Probably not. And that's that's basically it. And then and then I guess honestly, I would be all right if they wanted to do like a a guest GM from the past, like a like, a, a raw GM. Yeah, like one of those Donald Trump things. Okay. Like, I'd be fine with, like, Shaquille O'Neal or some shit again. Yeah, Shaq. Oh! I'm the greatest of all time. Um, alrighty. So, that was that was that and the goods and the bads of WWE. Uh, let's talk about NXT. Oh, and Vince McMahon. Oh, yeah, Vince McMahon. Well, he'll probably be, he'll probably be like, the, he'll probably be the guest GM for Raw 1000. Maybe. If he gets over his concussion, because we haven't seen him since then. But let's talk about NXT. This is These are the types of shows that you really don't do the goods and the bads of this, because it's all new uprising talent, and then there's also some WWE talent that you really don't see on WWE programming that much, which was the case this week. You got to see Camacho, I think, wrestle for the first time, because did you ever see him on Superstars or anything like that? I believe he did wrestle tag team matches before. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, but, I did single matches. Though. But you got to see him against Seth Rollins, who right. we're all very high on, which was a decent match, finishing with the blackout. And, you know, I, I, I guess I could take back my uh, regards from last week about Seth Rollins and how they didn't properly book him in that match. But um, they did they did it better. They're actually to show his wrestling style, which is very good. I was very, very happy about that. You got a great Divas match with uh, Paige versus Sophia Cortez, who was a former contestant on Tough Enough, who then got a developmental contract. I thought that was a really good back and forth match between the two of them. Yeah. And as I said, with AJ and Layla, you know, that's the shape the Divas division to come. Sign me up. Um, more new new guys coming in you have Corey Graves and Jake Carter who is actually the son of Vader 
taking on C.J. Parker and Nick Rogers. I thought it was good. They kind of had, you know, when it comes to tag teams, you know, we've spoken about this so many times before, matching attire. These guys kind of looked like they were kind of two out, like kind of just really just thrown together very quickly. But they look good. They're using uh, Rex and Hawkins, Hawkins finisher, which now is absolutely that's a weird thing to do, right? Yeah, but also, too, they're aptly titling it uh, Bottoms Up, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. And it's interesting that, that Vader's son doesn't really look like Vader. I know. Well, uh, who is it? Somebody made a, a comment. I think it was William Regal was like, oh, I guess he took all the, the traits from his mother's side, <laughs> which I thought was a, a bam roasted. Um, yeah. We finally got to see... I was going to say, look at Natty, so... <laughs> we finally got to see the debut... Of uh, Cassius Ono, formerly known as Chris Hero, against Mike Dalton, who is a tr- uh, trainee from the Landstorm uh, School of Wrestling, and I think out of everybody that's debuted, they've been pushing the Bo Dallas's, the Seth Rollins. I think Cassius Ono came out the best. I agree with that, and it's very, it's to me, it's very weird to see this because yes, we're seeing Antonio Cesaro on SmackDown. But, like, this is a guy that I once saw wrestling ROH, and now he's on WWE programming. It's, like, the weirdest – I don't know. The, the wrestling world to me is so weird. It is weird. <laughs> and I thought, like, just uh, also, A, the hype video they put up before him was just, like, really creepy and really worked to him well. And then, and then the knockout that he put was sick. Like, he was no joke, maybe not even five feet away from Mike Dalton when he did that discus – when he hit, when he hit the uh, the hero, what is it? The heroes? No, it's not the heroes. Welcome, um, the discus forearm, which is great. And then he cuts a, he cuts a great salad promo, very, I want to say methodical. At at point, he was very very slow, talking very slowly, so people can understand it, which I thought was great. Um, and that's pretty much that from NXT. You know, you got those Bray Wyatt promos, which Brandon was marking out about. No, those I love that. Like I love how there's. That theme music is so, like, it just draws you in and then just talks over it. Cuts the craziest, creepiest fucking promos. It makes it, like, it's, like, very backwoods. Yeah, very backwoods. Maybe he's trying to go for, like, a deliverance style. Yeah. Which that 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 main event of NXT was fucking great too. Yeah, it was you know it was you know showing showcasing all six of those guys' styles with Hunico Camacho and Mike McGillicuddy and Tyson Kidd, who we've t- spoken about a lot on the show, Seth Rollins and Bo Dallas. But Wait, at, Seth okay. Rollins was in that. Yeah, he wrestled twice that night. He wrestled twice that night. Why don't I remember Seth being in that? I don't know. He did that sick jump uh, jump to the outside. The oh, high, right. High, okay, high, yeah. The high okay, plancha right. to the outside. Right. Right, okay. I remember that now. All right, good. Good. All right. <laughs> well, I, just, I just watched it, too. <laughs> do you think they're going to be bringing in any more FCW guys? Or do you think this is it? Like, this week and then next week after Bray Wyatt debuts, do you think that's it and they're going to start cycling all these guys? Well, who else do you want to see in there? Nope. I mean, I could see Richie being brought in. Richie was brought in already. He was on last week? Yeah. 
What the fuck? Brandon, pay attention to your shit, man. I don't remember shit, man. It's this 4th of fucking July party. Yeah, right? <laughs> All the jello shots that Brandon did. Yeah. One jello shot. One jello shot gets Brandon. Tr- I, dude, I don't know. I still don't know how to do a jello shot. It makes no sense. It's all right. Uh, it, it's not going to make any sense to anybody. I, I walked into the house to get food, and I hear everyone saying, oh, Brandon's not going to do this. Brandon's not going to do this. Oh, Brandon, blah, blah, blah. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. And I go, I was like, I hear my name. And Andrew goes, we're doing shots, and apparently you have to do it because I'm here. <laughs> That's right. I was, like, I was like, what is it, though? He goes, everyone's like, they're jello shots. I was like, okay, I, I don't want this. And then your mom handed it to me a fucking – giant dollop of whipped cream and I'm fucking I'm like everyone's like to to Brandon I'm like okay to me and everyone does it I was like okay I have to look and I had to see each individual person do it because I didn't know how to do a fucking jello shot these are the things that happen (laughs) these things happen in the marking out camp Doing jello shots with your moms on 4th of July and whatnot. But let's get to our musical interlude of the week. And this one is brought to us by the artist Electra. A-L-E-C-T-R-A. You can find her at facebook.com slash Electra Official or on Twitter at Electra Official. She's got a bunch of YouTube, uh, YouTube stuff up there as well. This song is called How You Like Me Now. And when we get back, we're going to talk about... Some interesting things going on in the world of TNA here on Marking Out. She rolled up with the top down, made up like a hot clown. Yes, sorry, think I know what she hates me. Crushes, Christian love me So wind up In some bathroom confessional Spilling her
are back on Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk. Pro Wrestling fans, thank you, Electra, for contributing the song to the podcast. As we say every week, if you are in a band, have a song, or just want us to play a wrestling-related song, please email us at markingout1 at gmail.com. What were you going to say, Brandon? It's a dot com. <laughs> You try to be. You know they showed that guy that does all the voiceovers for Sports Center, and talk about a guy that's got a Mormon mouth. Like his mouth is huge, pearly white teeth. Yeah, scary. Uh, we were talking about Doink the Clown on the the break here, um, and we're trying to figure out how many Doinks there were. I think we've come down to four. No, I'm counting like eight. Eight. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of like seven, six or something. Well, do you remember, what was it, WrestleMania? What was that WrestleMania where he beat Lex Luger and there was two doinks and they both came out and, like, mimicked each other? WrestleMania 9? Was it WrestleMania 9? No, because WrestleMania 9, he faced... Lex Luger faced Mr. Perfect. It was WrestleMania X... IX. Yeah, that's so WrestleMania. Was WrestleMania 9. Who'd yeah. he face? I don't know. I know, but I remember him coming out. I remember it so vividly in my brain. Yeah, that, it was that was Matt Bourne. Okay. In the match, and then the mirror was Steve Kern. So, okay, you formerly know Skinner. Okay, maybe that picture we can find, and that'll be the. Uh... Nah, hell no! You got to fucking find that current Matt Bourne doing the clown. <laughs> that Paul Bearer picture should go up. Fuck that! Like, just fall fall out. All right, fine. No, we'll put Paul in there because we love Paul here at Marking Out. And let's get on to Total Nonstop Action, continuing with the Summer Live series. We are a couple days away from Destination X, and we have our Destination X, I guess, tournament to crown a new X Division champion. And this week we saw Dakota Darso, which Brandon was so excited about. <laughs> I thought that was fucking hilarious. He just makes his return to TNA. Like. Brandon, Brandon we're, we're, we're going over show prep, and Brandon just goes, Oh, great. D- Dakota Darso's back. Wonderful. <laughs> but the son of Barry Darso, who was Smash? Yes, Demolition okay. Smash. Demolition Smash. Repo, 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 man. Repo man versus Flip Casanova, who's actually Flip Kendrick on the independent scene, in a match that I was not fond of. So far, all of these uh, X Division matches have been outstanding. They all have been very good, but this one, I just feel like the two guys were too out of sync. I feel like Flip Kendrick was trying to do more of a high-flying style, and it didn't work well with Dakota Darso, because he was able to do like a, uh, a plancha, got his nose fucked up royally, and it ended up being Flip Casanova getting the win over Dakota, Dakota, Dakota Darso. Yeah. Demolition, uh... Demolition Dakota. But there was a bigger story here also, too, because there was another qualifying match that, you know... Wait, I, got, I have to cut you off there. Sorry about okay. that. But I think, honestly, the only way to get Barry Dar- uh, Dakota Darsau over is to do a demolition gimmick and... <laughs> like that, he should just be on the indie scenes as his fucking father. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, we saw them a couple months back, and we'll be seeing them again in September when they take on the Powers of Pain at Pro Wrestling Syndicate, Saved by the Ring Pal. Go to ProWrestlingSyndicate.com and get your tickets. Mr. Fucking Belding's going to be there, all right? You don't hey, have- hey, 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 what's going on here? Okay, but anyway, <laughs> we're talking about X Division, uh, another X Division qualifying match. You know the weird thing was the fact that they leaked out, Dixie Carter leaked out everybody's names. 
What do you mean? Because, like earlier in the day, she tweeted out, "It's like, oh, a lot of X Division rising stars here tonight. You're going to see Flip Casanova, Dakota Darso, Lars Only, and Kenny King." Which then made me think, like Kenny King, like the Kenny King ROH Tag Team Champion, Kenny King, and it was. ROH Tag Team Champion Kenny King was in action beating Lars Only, who, if you are familiar with PWG, is Johnny Yuma, one half of the Rock Ness Monsters, in an interesting match. Kenny King, sick, sick finisher doing like the F5 to like a power bo- uh, rock bottom, which I thought was very cool. But I, I was confused. I was very confused just because of the sheer fact that, like, you know, we, we spoke about PWS. We'll speak about PWS again. Davey Richards couldn't be on the iPay per view. Adam Cole couldn't be on the iPay per view. Yeah, it sounds like it's a, a breach of contract. It, apparently, it, was, it wasn't a breach of contract because I'm actually going to read the statement from Ring of Honor Wrestling regarding Kenny King because apparently Kenny King didn't have a contract. With ROH at the present moment, so let me. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna pull this up right now, and I'm gonna read this entire statement. It's on WrestleZone. So it said uh, the appearance of ROH wrestler Kenny King on another television wrestling program tonight raised speculation on his future as well as how this appearance could occur. The contract Kenny King signed in 2011 expired 11 days ago. Before that expiration, an agreement has been, was reached between Kenny and ROH management for an extension of that contract, which a provision will allow him to negotiate with any other promotions so that he could evaluate his options and any potential interest in him elsewhere. I'm sorry, I'm a terrible reader. When that extension concluded, we would then be free to accept any... He would be... Uh, I'm sorry... That uh, concluded he would then be free to accept an offer elsewhere or sign another long-term contract with ROH. Under this agreement, Kenny was free to negotiate but not wrestle another organization without Ring of Honor's permission. When Kenny was presented with a written extension reflecting this verbal and handshake agreement, he informed ROH that he was was unsure if other promotions would accept the negotiation clause. He was... He, t- he was told he could, he could take the document to be examined by his attorneys and other interest parties before executing it to be reassured any other offers would not be viewed as contract tampering. He also informed ROH that he would keep us appraised of any other developments. So pretty much right now, there was a there was a verbal and handshake agreement saying that there would be an extension between Kenny King and ROH to continue him being, working with ROH. He contacted ROH on Tuesday, July 3rd, to inform us that he had a meeting in Orlando on Thursday, July 5th, in which... Uh, which was within the scope of the agreement that we had. Then, early morning on July 5th, he contacted an ROH official to say that he would be wrestling on the Orlando event that night. He was told he did not have permission to appear live on television as it violated an agreement that had been made. His response was that the deal he had shaken hands-on and agreed to in principle seemed fair at the time, but others had told him it was not, so he did not intend to honor it. Ring of Honor is disappointed that Kenny was chosen to make this decision after the company had agreed to and followed through on everything he had asked for at the time of our negotiation. However, he considered this breach of his verbal we consider this breach of his verbal agreement unacceptable and regardless of his future employment status with any other wrestling company, ROH will not be doing business with Kenny King going forward. A statement, really? Yes. 
a statement from ROH with forthcoming regards to the future of the World Tag Team Championship. Co-holder Rhett Titus remains on the active ROH roster. So, pretty much is what it's saying is Kenny King... What I'm thinking is the TNA. What are you? Who are you texting? Who the fuck do you think? Dave. No. Jamie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he fucking texts me. Oh, okay. He wants live tweets during uh, two and a half wrestlers when I listen. Oh really? <laughs> As we say this on air, <laughs> um, Brandon will do it. With but anyway, so this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that Kenny King brought his contract down to the execs at TNA, said, hey, this is the contract that I was given by ROH. Look it over. And I think they, hey, you want some Kool-Aid? Made him drink the TNA Kool-Aid. Hey, this is what we're going to wow, do. Chris. We're going we're gonna to give you the, the uh, X Division title immediately, a Destination X. So what do you want to do? You want to uh, not be on TV? We could use somebody else. We have a bunch of other cruiserweights in the, in the back over here. And Kenny King was just like, all right, fine. But that sucks. Hey, that sucks for Ring of Honor. You know, also, too. Wait, but I'm so confused. He, he is, is. Is he the tag champion? He is the he tag is, champion. Right? Yes. Ah, that's so fucking man. The wrestling business, man. It is the most seedy, underhanded, fucking shitty business that there is. You know who I ultimately feel bad for throughout all of this? Is Red Titus. Because this is a man, you saw the Slam documentary, he worked his ass off to get to where he is today. And now everything he's worked for, building up this tag team, is just thrown out the fucking window. It sucks. Yeah, I mean, you have. I mean, they're both great talents, but maybe, maybe they find a replacement for for him now. I know, but that that tag, that, that tag team is so good. Like it was yeah, such a believable yeah. like. Tag and it was team. their time too, and it sucks. And it's just, uh, it just it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. The match itself was wasn't bad, as I said, but it's just. Uh. And this too, going back to the comments that Mark Madden made earlier in this week. Did you read those? I did. Yeah. So it's just like it, it's it's been a it's been a hayride of a week for Ring of Honor, losing you know losing their half of their tag team champions. You know, a guy who really had a cup of coffee and fucking rest in in wrestling, especially in the heydays of wrestling, to go and fucking bash you all over the place and bash your world heavyweight champion. It's as a fan of Ring of Honor, uh, like it pisses me off to no end. What do you think? If what do you think that Dave would say? Well, if Dave was here. Well, I mean, you saw what he said on Twitter, or no? No, I didn't. Well, because because what really did Mark Madden say? Like, because it's not. At first, it came out where he was saying he was just bad mouthing the talent. Well, he did. He he, ba- he bad mouthed Kevin Steen. He called him a fanboy. Yeah. But I feel like it's mostly talking the fact that they don't have as much money to compete and they're not drawing money. Mm-hmm. So they're not – they can't be con- – they can't be competition to anyone. OK. That's fine. But they're still giving everybody the best pro wrestling that there is out there. But that's – I think he's saying they can't give you the best if they're not drawing money. Like, you know what I mean? Like, WWE, if ROH was WWE status, then they can say that they are the best in the world. absolutely. But since they're 
not drawing as high as they should be. And I don't really under I don't know why they're not drawing more. I don't know if it's because storylines are I wouldn't say storylines, maybe it's just I don't know, maybe cuz storylines aren't like storylines as that the wrestling fan of today is used to. Yeah. Okay. Or uh, maybe it's just those fucking asshole fans who are just douchey fucking cocksuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. All right. So that's just the big predicament this week in the Ring of Honor TNA world. It sucks. I mean, when we get to predictions, I think you you know who already who I'm rooting for in this Ultimate X match, who I think is going to win. Uh, let's get on to other things on Impact Wrestling this week. Uh, the television title yet again was defended. What did uh, Jay Silva say to you? Uh, you know, he's talking about feedback from the fucking show. <laughs> it's like I'm <laughs> recording my own show right here. Yeah, Christ. Uh, Devon again beating the. T- uh, having the television title on the line this week against Crimson and Crimson losing again so we saw Crimson lose at Slammiversary and then lose against Devon this week but I think the more the interesting story about that was Madison Rain coming out it looked like she was uh, ready for some uh, nice dark chocolate but instead uh, gets uh, <laughs> gets Earl Hebner instead and wants to make out with Earl Hebner that's what the like TNA Impact Wrestling your storylines are interesting so weird <laughs> yeah but a lot of people on Twitter were, were going like oh what is what is TNA trying to do trying to have the next crazy chick like AJ like I don't yeah, know I don't, no I don't think that's crazy I think she's legit just let her blow Earl Hebner <laughs> yeah if she want, what do, let her do what she wants to do come on Christ let, let, let Madison screw Earl if you know what I'm saying yeah there we go. You know what? I, I didn't realize that Madison Rain is like a professional bodybuilder. Yeah. I didn't know that. I saw her Twitter picture of her like all like oiled up and fucking like all of her muscles glistening and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, she just, I think she placed in the top three or I don't know. She might have won the fucking competition. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's uh, pretty impressive. But I would choose Caitlyn is way hotter than her. So. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Like, like literally, like there's, if you could take an elevator down to hell. That's where I put Madison Rain. And if you could put, like, even a, a little bit above Earth, that's where I would put Caitlin. All right. <laughs> An elevator down to hell. Uh, Battle for Glory series is continuing this week with Jeff Hardy getting a surprising win over James Storm. I like it. Because it, it, it humbles James Storm, saying that he's, you know, he's the points leader. And it keeps Samoa Joe right at number two, right behind him. With 27 points and James Storm has 36. Get off your phone, Brandon. Seriously, I got yelled at this on a show once by yeah, Dave. I didn't agree. I didn't agree with you getting yelled at for that. I know, but still, I'm trying to. I'm trying to talk here about wrestling, and you're texting with Jay Silva. Jay Silva, you're listening. I'm going to text him right now and just be like, "Get off the. <laughs> no, stop just, texting, Brandon." I texted, him, I texted him just now. I was like, "We're we're uh, we're down one. We're just we're just doing two shows. We're just doing the two of us. You want to come on? LOL." <laughs> We're almost done anyway, so yeah, yeah and, we could have him on for five minutes. Be like, Salam. Yes. Well, let's just Shalom of the week. All right. All right. So anyway, Jeff Hardy going over James Storm. Uh, we talked about the uh, that we talked about the uh, X division and how weird it is right now. We have to welcome uh, Bully Ray on Twitter because he had his first to start off Impact Wrestling. You have Bully Ray come out and announce that he's on Twitter now. Yeah, that was. I mean, yeah, it's it's a. Uh, it's expected. 
Why is it expected? I don't know. It's just because, like, every fucking superstar is getting on Twitter these days. Like, Cody Rhodes, for the longest time, wasn't having a Twitter, and now, now he's on Twitter. He's posting videos of naked chicks cleaning his car. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Just everyone's getting on Twitter. Silva's at work. <laughs> <laughs> Silva's not on Twitter. No, he's not on Twitter right now. Um, the AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels feud. We should talk about that. We should, because we didn't talk about it last week because we got so angry with it. So at the no, end... I would like to explain the fact that I was watching Impact Wrestling last week. <laughs> Brandon and... has narcolepsy and just falls asleep randomly. I was watching Impact Wrestling, and the next thing I knew, I, I, saw, I saw the beginnings of that match. And the next thing I knew, I looked over at my TV, and it was UFC. And Chris came to me this morning and goes... They lost their titles last week. <laughs> I had no fucking clue. I thought I think that's like fuck you TNA like whatever. Yeah, so AJ Styles and Kurt Angle lose their tag team titles last week to Christopher Daniels and Kazarian, but the bigger story was after the match, uh Christopher Daniels now has more ammunition to this AJ what what was her name Claire Crackhead? Yeah, who the fuck knows. But more ammunition to this whole What? Let's just call her Dave. Yeah, let's just call her Dave. So that way, AJ Styles has more ammunition to this whole AJ... Uh, Christopher Daniels has more ammunition to this AJ Styles-Dave-Dixie uh, Carter feud, as he finds out. <laughs> <laughs> that Dave is now pregnant with AJ Styles' baby. And that's why AJ Styles is so into this and so into caring for Dave. I mean... The way that this is going, that it's you're gonna see in like two months, that they're all gonna be on the Maury show. Dude, that'd be hilarious if they did, and but, like you're that'd be the funniest shit. But yeah. like, I don't understand. It's like, it seems as if they're right. It, okay, this is it's weird because it's gonna be weird to explain when I say this. Maybe it won't be. Maybe some people will get it. But it seems like they're writing it week to week based off fan reaction of how shitty they're fucking doing. But if you look at the big fucking picture, it looks like it's fucking planned out from the start. Well, you know appa- yeah, I get what you're saying, but I read, like, AJ Styles said that apparently there was supposed to be, like, a huge backstory to this, and, the, and he feels like this whole thing botched. I mean, if, if I got Dave pregnant, I'd be upset, too. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's gonna get Dave pregnant. Yeah... But this is all going to culminate, hopefully, at Destination X because it's going to be AJ Styles versus Christopher Daniels in a last man standing match. And this is one of those interesting feuds because AJ Styles kind of pointed out this all started last year at Destination X. So this is a year-long feud culminating at Destination X. started last year. It's ending this year. Or will it end this year? Yeah, will it? Probably not. We got some other really interesting things going on at TNA uh, backstage Hulk Hogan gets um, a letter from some random dude that just has two ca- eight cards and two ace cards in it saying they'll see him next week so we have some mystery people maybe it's those people that attack Sting are coming True. yeah that are coming this week um, and then we have to look forward to Austin Aries and Robert Roode at Destination X 
He handed over the title. He handed over the title, and then with him handing over the title, leads us into prediction time for Destination X this Sunday, live on pay-per-view. Uh, let's start off with the Battle for Glory series. This this is actually cool, because they actually kind of brought, brought this back to the beginning with Samoa Joe versus Kurt Angle. When Kurt Angle came in, he headbutted Samoa Joe. I thought it was cool, and these guys will be facing at Destination X. What do we think, Brandon? That's I don't see this is like it's TNA is so difficult to like predict because they're fucking so shitty. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, Kurt Angle. You think? Yeah, I think it's be Why Kurt Angle that? with submission. Just because I feel like they need to put him on like a kind of role. Do you think? Do you think Joe is on his way out at all? Anyway, I or? don't think Joe is on his way out. I just think. Because I don't understand. Or, like, you know what? He, I don't know. Because like last time, Kurt Angle won and, and finished his finished Samoa Joe's winning streak. So maybe now Samoa Joe will win I'm by submission. Go, I'm gonna go with Joe. All right. Oh, I'm gonna go with Angle regardless. Yeah. Um, we Dave, do, Dave. Dave is going with Kurt. <laughs> is Dave going with Kurt? Yeah, Dave's going with Kurt. <laughs> Are we, we really going to do Dave's predictions for him? <laughs> All right, fine. Let's yeah. do it. All right, so Dave, I'm going to go with uh, Kurt Angle. <laughs> All right, thanks, Dave. There's too much dead air right now. Dave, listen, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's so good. All right. Guys, t- watch me run naked with fireworks. <laughs> no. Yeah, he did. Uh, last man standing match, you have Christopher Daniels versus AJ Styles. I'm going to go with AJ Styles. <laughs> I'm going to agree with Dave and go with AJ Styles as well. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go with AJ Styles as well. Oh, wow, all three of us agree. <laughs> yeah, all three of us agree. Well, look, he got Dave pregnant. Hey, guys, shut up. That's not funny. <laughs> We're having too much fun with this right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have the Ultimate X match for the – will be the new – TNA X Division champion Kenny King. We spoke about him in de- in full detail. Flip, oh, I put Flip Casanova. I put Flip Kendrick. So let me write down Casanova next to that. Rashad Cameron from from Philly, y'all, and uh, Sanjay Dutt back in the fold. Who do we think is going to? Temp- well, we know who I'm going to say is going to be Kenny King. You know, it should. I mean, honestly, TNA should fucking. I mean, they should see what he did and give and do Kenny King. But the way they fucked over Nice, I could see it being someone else. Maybe, maybe this is just to get Dutt back on television. Maybe, really? Uh, you think so? Uh, actually, no, because they fucked him over too. I bet. Uh, I think that was an applicable or whatever that is applicable split. For what though? What it was the family reasons? What was it? I don't know, but I'm gonna have to go with Kenny King on this one because they get I there there has to be something that's really roping him in to coming into this contract. So I'm gonna say Kenny King. All right, thanks, Dave. Yeah, actually, you know, Dave's right because if, for him to for him to leave ROH Ring of Honor, be Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, just fucking out of the blue, breach contract, go. I'm gonna go with Kenny King as well. There has to be some some sort of some sort something dangling in his face to <laughs> something just dangling in his face. A hundred loads of money, millions of dollars. It's <laughs> a dollars, millions of dollars, millions of dollars. You're missing the dance, dude. You're missing the dance. Not again. <laughs> oh God, that's a that's a great tag team. 
Yeah. I sing that all the time. I was doing that the other day. Yeah. It was great. All right, you have the world heavyweight title on the line. The, the challenger, Austin Aries, the greatest man that ever lived, will be facing off against Robert Rude, Bobby Rude, Bob, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> you can call him Peter for all you can. Yeah, right? Shit. Uh, who do we like in this one? I'm going with Mr. Rude. You're going with Mr. Rude? All right. I said it the other day, and I'm going to say it again. I'm going with Austin Aries. What? Yeah. Really? Really? You really think he's going to win it? Yeah, I really think he's going to win it. What do you think, Dave? I think it's going to be a DQ, and Austin Aries is not going to be happy. So you think Austin Aries is going to win, but he's going to win by DQ? Uh, I, actually... <laughs> Yeah, I think I think that's how it's going to go. Okay, Austin Aries. So we'll just put Austin Aries down there. All right. He's not going to win the title, but we'll see. If there's any other matches that get added to the card late, we will definitely let you guys know on Twitter. But right now, it's time for Shameless Plugs. Shameless Plugs. Shameless, shameless, shameless plugs. I think we have a new... Um, Shameless plug thing. We'll just yeah. keep Brandon doing that. But I don't think anyone, nobody's going to understand that. No. I don't even understand that. No, that used to be my shout outs. Really? Yeah, shout out loud. Oh, yeah, okay. Now I get it. Well, maybe we could do the backing music. But anyway, um, shameless plugs for this week. Dave Dave just left us again. He had to go apply ointment. Um, well, Wait, for, say? he had to go apply ointment. He oh, burnt, I thought he, you said he had to do. So, I thought you said some pirate term. I was like, he had to do what? No, <laughs> he burnt himself with all those fireworks, so he had to go appointment. I thought you said walk to a plank. I was like, what? Yeah, he is going to walk to a plank. Uh, shameless plug. It's it's Chris, and I'm here with your shameless plugs. Numero uno. We're gonna follow Bully Ray. He just started a Twitter account. You can follow him at Real Bully Five One Five Zero. The second shameless plug is going to it's it's a kind of a group shameless plug. Go follow at Forge NYWC and at NYWC underscore sign guy. These guys have a shirt, the Forge one two three shirt. All proceeds are going to charity for the Breast Cancer Coalition for Autism Speaks. You can go to NYWCWrestling.com and get the shirt there. Or you can go to Trust No One, July 19th at the NYWC Sportatorium. Tickets are on sale now. The main event is going to be none other than the Big O, teaming with former TNA superstar, the premier athlete Tony Nese, against members of the Order of the Black, Apollyon, and Stockade. If Big O and Tony Nese win, they get to choose who they want to face <laughs> for their title at the at rapid fire. I, I thought I thought you said F Big O and Tony Nice. No, the well the F in the Big O I should say. Yeah. But those are the shameless plugs and now it's time for Chris's match of the week. Brandon, you have to do it cuz Dave's not here. Hashtag Big Dog by the way. Hashtag Big Dog. Ref Forge. Amen. Well, I, I don't know how's it go. Chris's match of the week. There we go. Chris's match of the week. <laughs> What is that shit, right? Yeah, right? Come on, Dave. Um, All right, match of the week this week is going to be from SmackDown last week. Damian Sandow versus Zack Ryder. A five-minute match, but it was an excellent match back and forth. I would really like to see these guys maybe get a 15-minute spotlight, maybe a pay-per-view. Thank you for doing the Damian Sandow face over there, Brandon. I don't mean to. It's just how I look. You're welcome. 
Not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It, it is a good thing. But anyway, go check that out. We'll put it on the Facebook site. I have to do all this work now because Dave's not going to be here because he has to go back to Pennsylvania to go to court. But anyway, Brandon, who are you shouting out? Brandon's shout out going to make you pregnant. The Raw 1000 commercial that aired after Raw ended takes the first shout out. I thought it was hilarious. It was a hilarious game of broken telephone, if people are familiar with that game. And, uh, I mean, you could have fit a bit more superstars in there, cloth, Zack Ryder cloth, but, but I thought it was fucking hilarious. What did you, you think about that? I thought it was great. I thought it was very funny. I wasn't even expecting it because I watched... Yeah, all of a sudden, it was a Vince McMahon commercial. I was like, what? I like Vince McMahon in a commercial. Yeah. All right. That was really funny. <laughs> I just like I just want to quote quote the commercial now. Good, do it. I uh, can't think of any, but it was funny. He goes, he goes. Oh, what the fuck did he say? I don't know. He goes, I have to wrestle a goat. Is that? Oh, no, he had to wrestle in Dubai. What was it Kuwait? Uh, I don't know. All right, we're fa- we're failing. Regar- yeah. Regardless, the second shout out this July 11th marks the 85th anniversary of the of 7-Eleven. Uh, on the same day every year, they give out free Slurpees. Nope, they did it. They did it like in no, April. They're doing it they're again. Doing it. I believe so. I think April. No, in in May, I think it was for Slurpee Light. Okay. So I think every hey, day, every year, they're going to continue this uh, tradition with the free Slurpees. I think I, I read online the statement from the CEO said it. So, so head down to your uh, local. 7-Elevens for that free 7.11-ounce Slurpee between the hours of 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. And the Slurpee takes the shout-out. Yeah, and also it's uh, my buddy Eric's birthday, and you can follow him on Twitter, at Eric McGinnis. So wish him a happy birthday and make sure he gets his Slurpee. Cousin Eric? No, not my cousin Eric. No. I don't get it. Just keep going. Third... Chris, your fucking family for throwing the party. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I have, if I've ever been on a, if I've ever been to a party on July Fourth, but that was fucking fun. Yeah, and if, I swear, if, if I, honestly, if there's ever a family to make somebody else feel like family, it's your family. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs> I appreciate that. We're we're pretty we're we're a pretty awesome family. Not gonna lie, but uh, speaking of parties and Fourth of July, that kind of brings us right into our. Out moment of the week. Uh, Mark out moment of the week goes to 4th of July. Um, it was just awesome because we didn't think anything was going to go on, and then all of a sudden people just show up with bags and bags of fireworks. And pretty much the entire. Sh- what? Are we allowed to say who? No. Yeah, hashtag blame Foley. Um, <laughs> but anyway. It was just the scene in front of it was my pandemonium. It was pandemonium because all these fireworks are going off, and then all of us, the drunken idiots that are, are doing like Shawn Michaels poses and like Batista poses, like in front of us, <laughs> being in front of the fireworks, being the complete marks that we are. So there was some good firework there too. Yeah, there was a lot of good shit there. There was some serious stuff going on. The ones that that frightened me the most were the like the bottle rocket ones that would just go up and. They would turn as they got lit, go towards people. I don't know if anybody, because every time I try to look at that video of me posing like Shawn Michaels in front of the fireworks, like it doesn't come up on my phone. Maybe I have to access it on Twitter itself. 
And I said, I, I don't know why that website, Yfrog or whatever, never works for really? me. Really? Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe it's just that. And I, it was funny. I was talking to uh, Andrew's brother during the, the fireworks. You Joe? Could, you can follow him at, at Joe McGrow. He, uh, he's awesome. He's a cartoonist. And I was talking to him during the fireworks, and I was like, my family has the worst luck with fireworks. Like, my, I have relatives who've gotten hit with fucking fireworks. <laughs> yeah, no, Rachel Rachel had a bad experience when she was younger, and she was, like, inside, like, having a heart attack. And I'm sitting there, like, blowing shit up. I'm just like, yeah, Dude, alcohol, fireworks. Just as, I, just as I told him that, though, I almost got hit with a fucking firework. Oh, my God. Like, what the fuck? I was like, look at that. It landed. Like, I felt it land. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, no, and there was people in the in the yard, like across the street, that were like getting like the the remains of all the fireworks. <laughs> that guy got hit almost. Oh my god, <laughs> that was hilarious. Well, it's Fourth of July, so I just want to keep talking about your fucking barbecue. I know, because you had so much fun. I know you did, but we got to end the show right now, Brandon. Uh, hopefully, okay, I'm talk about wiffle ball. <laughs> Yo, let's not talk about wiffle ball. Everyone sucks. <laughs> That shit was hilarious. Yeah, everybody sucks. That's all I have to say. If, they don't know my – when I play wiffle ball, I, like, play for keeps and pay attention you're to the game. You were pretty fucking hard. What? You were going pretty hard. Yeah, well, people have to start paying attention. That's all I got to say. But that let's end the show for this week. Hopefully next week all of Dave's um, infections and everything like that will we'll, uh, – cure up we can get them back here next week uh other than that you know you can go to markingout.com buy a shirt listen to all the episodes go on itunes too rate us you can get the uh the algorithm as certain other podcasts are saying get up in the uh the itunes oh, I just, world i just got a text message from dave what do you say he said i'm at the donkey show right now so i don't know where where the fuck he is I don't know why he would text me that he's at a donkey show Oh my god Alright but uh, as we said iTunes, uh, facebook.com slash out, twitter.com slash out. Follow all, all of our supporters At bwing411, at ringflashphoto Ringrubrebellion.com Um yeah, follow me on Twitter at Chris Dog. Follow Brandon at BTTG161. Uh, we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. And Dave, please come home. <laughs> Woo!